Thanks for downloading this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. This week we had a look at meaningful games. So does the European Rugby Champions Cup mean anything anymore? Is it worth playing Australia if you haven't got the English-based stars? Derby games in the Pro 12 being played without some of the top Welsh players. And, you know, the, the Pro 12, is, it, is there enough competitive fixtures within there? Joining me to do that again was, uh, was Dan Killick. And we had a good time kind of chatting through that. And we also had a look ahead to, to some of the, uh, the European fixtures. We reacted to the announcement of Rob Howley's Welsh squad. And as always, we'd love to know what you, what you thought. So please feel free to give us your thoughts on Twitter at Attacking Scrum or give us a like, facebook.com forward slash Attacking Scrum. Thanks for listening. back with the Attacking Scrum podcast, back after a week's hiatus, which no doubt our millions and millions of fans will have will have noticed, and apologies for that. <laughs> the reason being that, of course, my esteemed co-host Dan Killick was off on holiday in Rhodes, but glad to say you're back with us now, Dan. Welcome again. Back with the, uh, not a bad tan have I got? Yeah, very impressive. It's uh, that's the, exactly the kind of chat that, that goes down well on a podcast with a with a tan that you can't see. But um, <laughs> yeah, how are you, are you adjusting back to back to civilian life in the cold autumn after the heat of roads? Yeah, it's going all right. I'm feeling pretty feeling pretty pretty fresh. Really, had a nice uh, nice time with the family. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm ready uh, ready to crack on with work now. With work, work of course, not being just recording podcasts. We're not quite at professional level just yet. Not yet, but uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get there. I'll tell you what, with the right bit of sponsorship, which we'll, uh, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, it's inevitably coming. It's inevitably coming, and I've got my eye on a few big on a few big sponsors as well. I'm thinking Parker Penergy will come back into rugby. Or <laughs> Bic. Possibly Bic. I, I think we're a bit more of a, a high-end premium podcast. I think some people may, uh, may beg to differ there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they might well do, but I think, I think we're the kind of... You know, our, our listeners are the discerning type who might feel like a Parker pen, be it ballpoint or fountain, <laughs> is, is the kind of thing. Yeah. It's worth mentioning at this point that Parker aren't paying us for this. I wish they were. But we are going to have a mention um, in Parker pen when we have a look at the, uh, when we have a look at the European Rugby Challenge Cup, as it's called now. What a ridiculous name. But Parker Pen Shield just rolls off the tongue yeah, so easily, doesn't it? Let's go back to that. I don't know, the, the golden age of sports sponsorship, I think, there. But we're going to be having a look at that this week. And in this week's uh, fronting up, it's not just going to be chat about ballpoint pens. It's actually going to be uh, a chat about meaningful fixtures within rugby because there's so much rugby is played um, nowadays. You know, we're always very conscious of player welfare. But I think the thing for me is, you know, if, we're, if players are out there and being asked to put their bodies on the line in what is an increasingly hard and physical sport, then these fixtures have got to be meaningful, right? They've got to be meaningful for players. They've got to be meaningful for fans as well because mm-hmm. they're f- forking out the money for it. And I just think that at the moment, with the focus being on the uh, on the Challenge Cup, because there's three Welsh regions within there, so the bulk of the of the Welsh regions or the Welsh professional teams are playing in there, I think this is a pretty good time to examine just how much of the rugby that's being played at the moment 
is meaningful. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to start with the aforementioned European Rugby Challenge Cup. Now, what do you make of this, Dan? How do you feel about this as a as a as a competition? Is it something you you value as a fan? Uh, not particularly, to be honest. Just looking at the uh, the opening statement in the RCC qualification doc, it says you're a well-read man, aren't you? <laughs> I've had a little look. You, don't, um, you, re, you read that, you keep that by the side of your bed. <laughs> European do. rugby legislation at all times. I'm sure someone will pick up, it's not actually in the document. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, clubs will qualify for the 2017-18 European Rugby Challenge Cup in the following ways. The remaining 18 clubs from the Pro 12, Top 14 and Aviva Premiership, which have not qualified for the Champions Cup. So there's no there's there's no quali- that's not, there's no qualification. It's, that's that's uh, not qualifying, is it? No, in any in anyone's all. book, it's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? it and that's almost kind of a bit of that. Pretty much sums it up in in one in one kind of statement for yeah, me. Yeah, I just it's, thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's that, that's a bit underwhelming, isn't it? When you consider the the great lengths that that particularly the English and French administrators went to to create these these new tiers of tournament. Mm. You know, we'd had years and years of yeah. Heineken Cup yeah. and Parker Penn slash Amlin slash yeah. uh, Challenge Cup. And I think that was something that, that worked well for me. Yeah. Right? And I agree, yeah. And I understand the reasons why, because it wasn't a meritocracy for Pro twelve. Mm. And I think I fully agree that that should have been um, that, that should have been scrapped. But I think what is left with this tournament in particular is something that people don't really want to play in. Yeah, it's it's a. I think it's a valid it's a valid comp for competition for the representatives from the emerging countries, isn't it? And then and, and the Italian, uh, Salenza, but because they have to compete to get there. But it's 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 a, it's a massive step down for everyone else, isn't it? So is it is it meaningless? I is think it, I think it? it's getting that way. And the the thing that really epitomised this for me was at the start of the season when they took away the the kind of carrot at the end of the stick, yeah. if you like. Meaning you, that you don't qualify for the for the top tier of European competition. Yeah. Now that for me is enough reason to do it. You know, I've seen the Dragons have a couple of good runs at it, reaching semi-finals in the last in the last two years, and that has been one of the few things for Dragons fans to to cheer. Yeah, that would de- that would that would change. It would, it would change overnight, wouldn't it? I think massive, it would. Massive difference because everyone would want that spot. Absolutely, and the the current the kind of incumbents. The champions, it's the word I'm looking for. Mm. The current champions are Montpellier, right? They're a French side. I'd be astonished now without there being qualification for the Champions Cup in there if a French side wins it this year. I don't think they're going to take it that seriously. No, it, lo- it already looks, doesn't it, as if the French sides are just they're, they're completely disinterested with it. It's it's just seen as a, a bit of a, a bit of a sham and a bit of a, a probably a massive inconvenience. And when you look at some of the trips as well. Well, this is it. We'll go on to. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the that that's an outrageous. You know, it's just the dragon's luck that of all the mm. the teams they would draw, it's NSA and yeah in Russia. At least Kingsley knows the way. Knows At least Kingsley does know the way. Yeah, <laughs> I did see him. I did see an amazing headline on BBC Wales today, which was uh, from Risker with love, which I, <laughs> which I thought was uh, was an excellent bit of uh, excellent yeah. bit of copywriting. But that's you know you see reports it's somewhere between forty and sixty thousand that it's cost the dragons. Yeah, they're cash strapped as it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Especially if you look at you know what, obviously looking to attract you know attract backers, attract business businessmen. What 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 good is going to come from that game apart from 
a uh, was a negative. It's, it's quite a tough place to go. It is. You're probably going to come back with a flu, an absolute chill, and, and a potential loss. And then a tough derby game the yeah. the week after, yeah. which we're going to talk about because yeah. these derbies have been compromised as well. But for me, I'm all up for growing the game massively, and actually, I think that's what that's what this competition can do. Yeah. But again, it's not the same as it was in the old day. I don't want to hark back and say, "Oh, look at the good old days of of this competition in the past." But it's there were not, some good days. But there were, you know. Again, I'm, really I'm sure Ponty fans have got yeah have got fond memories of this tournament. You know, coming very close. Yeah. Blues fans will no doubt have enjoyed that that win over Toulon, Toulon in 2009. Yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. There are so, there are some great things from from this tournament or its mm. previous its previous incarnation. But in those days, you did have teams from other countries taking part. I mean, what is it now? So there's Russia as an emerging nation, which we've mentioned. Yeah. And Romania. Romania, yeah. And arguably Italy. Yeah. The, the way the Italian sides are going. But it feels like it, you know, you either do it properly and it is something worth winning and yeah. you get qualification through to the to the European Rugby Champions Cup, or you have it as a development tournament and you end up playing Worcester A or yeah. Newcastle A. Or yep. whatever it may be, that feels like that's the that's the answer to me. What do you what do you yeah. think, Dan? Yeah, I just I, it's it's for me it's a totally confused tournament. If you look at you look at the teams that are in there, and and then you look at the results as well, and it just it, it's so it's it's so bitty. It just clearly it just doesn't work. Mm. Um, I would I would actually it'd be great to see. Um, you know, some you know the the pont, you know your Pontys, mm. your Murthers, um, your teams like that playing in a in a tournament that then became worthwhile. Yeah, if if they could have representation in the, the British and Irish Cup. Well, I mean, this and is then, this is it, isn't it? And then the and then the the, the you know the uh, the select sides could then play in a tournament like this. Would that be something that you know could could potentially work? That feels like a like a decent solution because you know that's not been a popular decision. Mm. That that sides like Ponty can't play in the British and Irish Cup, and I 100 percent get that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And it feels like if you've got a tournament here that is a bit of an in between and potentially best suited as a development, well, then maybe that's where you roll in. You roll in the the Premiership, the Cardiff Blues Premiership select, yeah. and the Ospreys Premiership select, etc. To play in, yeah, that does feel like a solution. But I think as you and I both know. That's not going to happen. I think no. you're in you're in dreamland if if you think that, that the region yeah. is going to well, allow. I regularly that. am, aren't I? Uh, I think you have to be, don't you, as a as a Welsh rugby fan. You still, have to allow that a little bit. Still love James Hook, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the romanticness all do, always does. It look, you know, I think Hooky will always have a, a place in a, a place in the hearts yeah. of uh, of the Welsh dreamer. So I mean, look, that's that's where that's where um where I stand on the the European Rugby Challenge Cup and. And I think it's it's a real shame because I do think it was a meaningful tournament. I think the administrators have ruined it. Yeah. I don't know whether that's pressure from from France and England. I'm speculating here, but mm. I mean they are the power brokers of this tournament. Yeah. But that, it it does feel like a shame. But I think that there is a, a very easy solution, and you either give it back qualification status, or you turn it into a development tournament and I'll push it down a bit. And push it down a yeah. bit. Outside of that. We've got this other very bizarre story this week that a test could be turned into a less meaningful tournament. So uh, as it currently stands, we're in the middle of a tug of war. It seems to change by hour. 
as to whether Wales' English-based stars are going to be available for selection against Australia. That surely undermines that as a meaningful fixture if North and Moriarty and Roberts and the likes and Chartres aren't available to play, doesn't it? Yeah, it does for... It probably does for the, it does for the fans, mm. or some of the fans then, um, and, and probably for the teams that will be playing against us if those if our, if our top, top players aren't in there. But it also gives an opportunity to some of the players um, that wouldn't be selected otherwise. So it could be seen as a good opportunity to develop new combinations uh, and bring on and bring on some new players. But it does it probably devalues the the, the, the games, doesn't it? Um, it's surely not right though that with just over two weeks to go to that fixture, which is a test status, mm. right? Surely it's not in this mess. that we're in this mess, and yeah. whereby tickets, plenty of tickets have been sold to that game. I've, you know, I've got, I've got one, and I don't know who's going to, whether our top stars are going to be available for selection during that game. That can't be right. No, it's not. No, it's not right. It's a mess, isn't it? Um, I, I believe that they'll, they'll be playing. And, 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 yeah, and you do as well. I think I do. Yeah, because inevitably, that's, that seems to be what's happened in the past. Maybe not everyone. You know, maybe there will be a casualty. Yeah, I mean, from this. Moriarty's talk. Moriarty's. Totally different to the others, isn't he? Of relatively certain, he's saying he's 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 pretty much not going to be there. But yeah, I, you know, again, this this is so confusing to the yeah. to the fans. It's such a hard thing to keep up on. It can't be great for the it can't be great for the camp either. I mean, unless 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 they know pretty much what's happening. Well, that's what you. But 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 there's this there's this battle, you know, this battle going on that uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what. But it's got to be resolved soon because the squad will be meeting up soon enough. Yeah. And we're going to have some reaction to the squad coming up later on in the pod. Yeah. But the squad will be meeting up soon. And to not know who's available for that, for that first game puts that, puts that element of, of uncertainty in there as well. I mean, you could argue maybe that it's an extra incentive. I don't know. But it's it just something about it does not feel right. No, I agree. The, yeah, the Australians must be having a little, a little chuckle at this. Well, yeah, I mean, they, God knows they need something to chuckle about at the moment. But <laughs> is that why we're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe that's it. Maybe just Wales hates being yeah. having that favourites tag so much that yeah. that we've created this big it's all, story. It's all part of the plan. How he's got a few plans. That, I'm telling that you, that cunning fox. Yeah, he's got Rob a few Hurley. plans. He's got this. He's uh, one of them being Cuthbert. Anyway, more on that later. Yeah. 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 We'll uh, we'll see what your your grand theory is behind that, Dan. But yeah, I, I, frankly, I just think that that is a, a real mess and yeah. something that's got to sort out. And if if it were get to get to the stage where that get the team is selected and those players aren't present, that undermines that fixture for me. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, you can imagine, you know, um, a number of dads taking that, you know, taking taking the sense on the want to see, you know, want to yeah. see the likes of North because he is a, he's a mega star. And uh, they'd probably be pretty. You know, they'd be very upset if he if he if he wasn't playing. I personally going wouldn't be too upset because I'd like to see you know somebody else having a, having a go. Really? And, and I yeah, I'd actually I'd enjoy seeing you know seeing someone else have a go because we know I know what he can do. Um, and obviously it would it would we'd be at a disadvantage in terms of uh, our chances of winning. Yeah. But in terms of development, it, it's 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 not a bad thing. Well, with, yeah, coaches are very rarely afforded time to to build on performances and almost a bit of leeway. I don't know. Do you think you think that could be a 
a viable thing for Rob Howe if there was less pressure on him to win because he was without those players. Yeah, if he came out, if he came out and made and made that statement and said, "This is this is this is what we're doing," then yeah, it would be, and then he could probably try what he probably wants to try, but can't. If that's the case, then should this game be against Australia? We know it's outside of the window, hmm. so we should have known that this was a possibility that the English clubs would dig their heels in, probably yeah. quite rightly. Yeah, quite rightly. Yeah. If we knew that, should we be playing a top tier nation like Australia first up? Yeah, I think we should, um, but we just need to we just need to know earlier what whether whether they are actually playing, or they're going to be able to play or not. Could anything have been done to to preempt this? Surely we know, surely it's black and white. It doesn't appear to be that way, but surely it's black and white as to whether a player is eligible for release or not. Yeah, well, according to according to uh, to what's written, they're not they're not eligible to play, are they? Well, but they have to come to an agreement, isn't it, that that they can let them go? I, if I'm honest, I've read different things each time, yeah, yeah. and I don't know. It's it's yeah, ultimately well, I don't know. it's, it's I don't a really con- know. Yeah, it's, it's a confusing thing that that we're sat here still uncertain as to yeah. it. So I don't know. I think if you are going to play a game outside the window, you have to be prepared yeah. that these players don't have release clauses. Yeah, and it's up to the clubs to to let them um, to let them be released. Yeah, if we are going to play outside the window, it 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 would probably be would be a nice thing to do would be to have it have it call it like a development game, hmm. have it as a development game like we used to have you know your your, your B games then. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the problem is it's down to money, isn't it? And we're not going to well, be playing in Australia. The crowds aren't going to be there, and it's all down to it's all down to money again, isn't it? Um, so it'll ultimately never happen. Well, exactly. yeah. Either way, the the thing, the whole thing seems a mess, and it's something that's that's going to have to be, it's going to have to be sorted. Because if Wales line up against Australia without George North, and he's playing in the Anglo Welsh Cup, <laughs> is it still the LV? Yeah, it is. the following day. Yeah, if yeah. he's playing in that, yeah, rather than rather than playing, uh, you know, rather than playing for Wales, then that is that's going to that's going to undermine that fixture more than anything imaginable. I just think it's. Is something that could have been avoided. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, if they're not if they're not released and they do miss those games, would would the would the boys then come back? Don't know, and I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they would. For really, missing, for missing one. Yeah, I don't think they would. But if you still know you can play. Hang on. So, so you're saying if George North can't play in that game? Yeah. You're saying he wouldn't come back for the second test? Or? No, I mean, would the, would they come back and play in and and, and play in Wales because the because okay. they're missing? Well, it's. It's finances again, isn't it? Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I I don't think there's any part of these players that would rather earn big bucks and not play for Wales. I, I think no. I, I don't think you know. I think if it genuinely meant that they couldn't play for Wales, then they would come back. I think it's too messy scenario though. I can't mm-hmm. see I can't see that happening. And it's over one test as well. You know, I don't know, would George North leave the Saints? In order to come back to Scarlets or probably the Ospreys, as every player seems to come back to now, um, would he do that for the sake of, you know, because of missing one game? For missing one game, I don't think he would. No, I don't think he would. No. As much as he enjoys playing for Wales, yeah, for one game. If it was all of them, yeah. And absolutely. if that's and if that's the case, then surely that 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 renders it a, a less meaningful fixture. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other way of doing it is having a development game at mm-hmm. the beginning. We benefit us because we are typically 
are renowned for being slow starters. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah, have a game, get you know, get a bit more, get a bit more under our belt, and uh, and go into into three competitive games thereafter. But that could mean, uh, you know, we've mentioned player welfare already. Could mean a back to back in some years against South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Mm. We got the squad to do that. No, we haven't, have we? No. Either way, I think that the whole thing needs to look at, and it's very easy us sat here and, and kind of pointing fingers, but I think it's justified to ask questions. What's the answer, Dan? Is it a global season? Is that the ultimate answer? Global season. Um, could be. I know it's a pretty, uh, pretty vague answer there, but global season. Do you reckon that would work? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite a big advocate. Yeah, I do. I really do think that we've reached a stage now where there's so many tugs of war for players, mm. club versus country, English and French sides in Europe versus that of the Celtic and the Italian yeah. teams, and what their their best interests are. That actually, I do think this this needs governance from above and and bigger regulation. And global season or no global season, I think Augustin Pichot's made some good some good yeah. ground on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. It's, 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 it seems to be very, very sensible. I just don't know whether. Well, it's going to take some time, isn't it? If it does, yeah. if it does go ahead. But yeah, it's probably it's probably the future. But it's going to take a while before we get to that point. Yeah. There's some serious battling. There is, and that's the that's the the hard thing. And I don't, I get it because every every uh, governing body is going to have their own yeah their own agenda. But that's why I'm kind of really encouraged by what. Augustin Pichot's mm. done already. Yeah, yeah. Because to even get it on the cards and to have made change, some great ground. Is it, is it 2019, 2018, yeah. 2019? Yeah. Is the is the initial changes as they're kind of mapped out. Yeah. And it's going to mean that post Lions tours, uh, sorry, that the Lions tour is secured but played a month later. I mean, that just seems like good common sense. Yeah, a lot of it is. A lot of it is good. It's good. He's, he's he's reviewed it hard, and um, when you look at when you look at what he's proposing, it does make a lot of sense. So my answer was a little bit vague because I just it just it it seems so far away. Mm. Um, but yeah, if, if people start pulling a little bit in the same direction, then it can happen a lot quicker, can't it? But he's he's what he's done in a relatively short period of time, or what appears to be a short period of time, is impressive. Yeah, and I mean it's uh, kind of what's been laid out isn't a full global season, but it is a step. Yeah. In what I would consider the right direction. Yeah. I'd be quite happy. To see the the Six Nations move to May as a as part of that international window, yeah. What do you What do you make of that? Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be absolutely fine with that. Um, there's no problem with that at all. Do you think it encourages a kind of better brand of rugby? Well, because of the because of the weather. Because of the weather. Um, is that too easy an excuse? No, the weather the weather does does have an effect, doesn't it? I when you look at when you look at the games that are played though on the absolute solid ground it is, it's, a, it's almost a different game isn't it mm. really it's a it's totally different rugby I do quite like you know when we do have some you know we do have some wet grounds it just it's, it's just different um, it's probably going back to watching you know watching you know my home club Cowbridge playing on an absolutely <laughs> sodden pitch we, we never get those sodden pitches do we but you do get a different game it's not when you yeah. see a game on a on, um, on the 3G pitches they're, they're totally different they're totally different aren't they um, they are for better. It's just a different. It's just a different. It's a different experience, isn't it? For me, I'm. I'm maybe. Maybe I. Maybe I'm. I'm. Have, I'm different to you, mm. but I think it's. Diff- it's a different. It a different is. watching experience. 
Don't get me wrong. I like watching. I like watching a, you know, a front five, munch up another front five as much as the rest. But in the spirit of growing the game and making it more accessible, yeah, you know, there's probably not too many. I guess of the away from the the purists who want to see a nine six. Battle yeah. on a bog in Cowbridge. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm doing Cowbridge a disservice. I tell you, it was massive crowds down at Cowbridge. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's the future, isn't it? Again, so that a couple of times, but um, also when you look at sort of you know the safety side of things as well, it's probably probably safer as well. And that's becoming more and more. It's a hot topic, isn't it? And it's going to become yeah, more it is. and more so. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and quite rightly as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it'd be a good good thing to do. Okay. Just to finish, then. So let's to, move them, yeah. Well, I, I'd be, I'd be open for it. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen again. It's yeah. easier sat here, yeah. sitting in dreamland. But I do think there would be a benefit to having a clear and defined so window in a global season. Big problem is though, it's a long time to wait. Just after you get out, you know, you know, you, you get over Christmas. Mm. You haven't got too long to wait into the Six Nations, and it's such a, it's such a lift. It isn't is a it? pick me up, yeah. You know, and you think, oh, it's not long to go now to the Six Nations. You plan your away trip with, with, with the boys or the girls or whatever, whoever, and. Um, be a fair old wait yeah it would but maybe so that let's, would, let's bring it back let's keep where it is I don't know maybe that's the thing though <laughs> maybe that wait is going to be what, uh, what encourages you to go and watch your Parker Penn Shield game against Bucharesti yeah 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 maybe maybe it's not maybe one final thing I want to touch on with this and again we, we've spoken about the availability of, of players playing for Wales but another topic in the same week is the availability of Welsh players for the Pro 12. Again, this is a messy situation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's just, if you're just going from, at the moment we're going from one mess to another. Aren't it we, does it? seem like that. Um, yeah, what would you... You shouldn't have derbies played against, you know, bit, I'm quite critical of the Pro 12. Yeah. You're a bit of a defender, I think. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. To a degree, okay. But I do think that when you've got limited appeal of games, and we know the derbies are games that are almost sacrosanct, right? They're, they're games that will generate interest and attendance, and we've seen that, that they're, they're kind of growing. Well, they should do, but the, the, the attendances are still, are still poor, aren't they? Well, for derby games. Yeah. I think if you can generate enough interest with the right event and the right marketing, like the Judgment Days have done, if you make it affordable to go out there, I think, I think they're a really, a really good thing. Regardless yeah, of that, mark, the marketing in, in the marketing has been so slow, though, in my opinion, over the over the years. I mean, we've only just started to really do some things. Yeah, it's been it's been awful, hasn't it? Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree, and I think it's it's something that I don't know who to point the, the finger at. I don't know the marketing guys at Pro Twelve, yeah. but I do think Let's that the chap on here, sure. Well, we'd be more. I'd be more than happy to to speak to them because it does feel very much like the. Give him a Parker pen. The po- <laughs> That's it, yeah. Potentially a Parker pen. Uh, if there was ever a bigger incentive to yeah, come on and please come on the show. be lambasted by us, that would, I'm sure a Parker pen would do it. But surely, now, I've completely lost my train of thought with that thought of luxury biros. But I do think that, you know, the, the Pro 12 is seen as the, as the poor relation in European rugby, right? Yeah. And they're having to look a field and potentially look at America as some kind of viable financial option to bail them out, then there's something wrong with that if the league has come to that stage. So, but, but then you don't help yourself by having 
having a situation where some of the, the regions are going to be missing some, some crucial players for this, that undermines that fixture for me. And again, it comes back to you've taken the most meaningful games in the Pro 12 yeah. and made them less meaningful. Yeah, yeah. They get well again. They're they're almost they'll be like um, development games, won't they? Yeah. Um, fans um, aren't fans aren't going to turn up unless you've got you know you've got the real diehard fans. that yeah. want to see. They just want to see some rugby. Yeah. Um, but there aren't huge numbers of those. There aren't huge numbers of fans anyway at the moment, are they? And, no, I know. And, and, and I, I just think that's another example of of kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. You know, with the scheduling. There should be a way that, that you can schedule derbies. You know, the the ones the other week were, were teed up as the the big weekend. Yeah. If you want to have a big weekend, you've got yeah. to have the the relevant stars there to to back that up and yeah, to make not, it as competitive. Yeah, it's not a big weekend at all, is it? It's not, um, no. but it, and it won't be. Right. Well, we've had a good old chat about a number of things there, including the uh, um, European rugby, which we're going to go on and have a preview on in part two which is heads up. So we shall be back to, to kind of preview that again at this juncture. Thanks again for downloading the podcast. Uh, we're now on iTunes as well, which is great. So if you want to leave us a review, that'd be fantastic. Let us know what you think. Likewise, you can do that by getting in touch on Twitter at Attacking Scrum or giving us a like at facebook.com forward slash Attacking Scrum. to part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast, which is Heads Up, where we have a look at some of the biggest stories from Welsh rugby from this week and have a look ahead to some of the fixtures coming up. Now, the big story this week, as we've kind of already touched upon, is the announcement of the Welsh squad. Just going to start by asking, Dan, is, is this the kind of the squad that's excited you, Rob Haley's first squad as, uh, as interim coach? Yeah, it does quite excite me. I know I'm probably in the minority with quite, a, are, yeah. with, with, with quite a few people but it uh, yeah it does I, he, he was never going to make masses of changes um, and arguably he hasn't made any really at all <laughs> I, is he? Apart I don't from bring in has. a few people that uh, Sam Davis is a big change yeah big change which um, we've been gunning for yeah that needed that needed to happen you couldn't ignore him this time around though, could no, you? not at all he's playing so so well you have to you have to you have to play him and he brings something very, very different. So I'm that's that's very exciting for me. And I'd actually play him against 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 some of the big teams. Not, I know, when we uh, a couple of weeks back, I said you know pop him in against Japan. Yeah. I, I've gone I've gone back on that now. I think you put him in there against some of the big teams and see how he fares. That's, otherwise, we're, we're not going to know if he goes well against Japan. You know, we'll say oh, you know, it's only against Japan. Mm. Just pop him in there, see how he does. That's the that's the one part of the squad that that does excite me is yeah. Sam Davis in there because yeah. I do think he's got. Yeah. He's got. I think he's overdue yeah. as well. Yeah, I do. But it's a, that's a hugely exciting part because he's playing at ten. Mm. You know, that's not taking anything away from any of the other positions, but it's such a key role. It is. Yeah. So that's why for me, it's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really bouncing for him. I am, and I, I'd love to see him play a play a prominent role within that. I wouldn't start him against Australia, but I'd have him on the bench to come on and and close either close out that game. Or, or do something. Or do something, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of two in the front. I don't, I don't think he'll start. Will he won't no, start, no, will he? No. But Howley's as good as said that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Part of me, part of me thinks it would be great to see him. It'd be great to see him start. Yeah. And, and back him. You know, back him. He's playing that well. Pop him in there, and off he goes. 
Well, I mean, he's he's keep, he is for all intents and purposes keeping Dan Bigger out of the out of the Ospreys ten shirt. I know they're saying they're kind of sharing it, and they are. Yeah. But for me, it feels like it's being kind of picked on form, the Ospreys side, and and they're backing they're backing Sam Davis to do a job for them. Yeah, he's 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 making them he's making them tick, isn't he? And Bigger, I'm a huge fan of Bigger as well. Likewise, likewise. Um, we both are, aren't we? But. He's playing that well. It just seems a little bit cruel to not play him. Mm-hmm. It's not going to knock him, I don't think, if he's not if he if he doesn't start in that game, um, because he's 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 quality and he's a good player. He's not expecting it, but if he did get that nod, I just think it would be brilliant. Um, and it's also probably the right thing to do. We're going to go with bigger because of the experience and bigger would say, well, you know, he hasn't played against any any yeah. any of the top top teams. But nobody has until they've had a game. Well, you've said so. that you are in a minority by being excited by this squad. I'm not hugely excited by it. But that one name, as I've said, did kind of get me excited. If he were to pick Sam Davis and start him at 10, yep. I think people would start looking at Rob Howley in a completely different light, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they would. Um, and it's for me, there was never going to be... There was never going to be... He was never going to bring in a complete, you know, loads, loads of the players that... We've talked about in the past that we'd quite like to see, you know, your hookies. No, yeah. no, no, but you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I think this is back. finally a bit uh, you're, a bridge you're, too far for hooky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although, although it'd be great. No, you, you know, you're Matthew Morgan's everyone else, but um, Matthew Morgan. We seem to mention every week. I think this is slowly becoming the Matthew Morgan podcast. Yeah, which absolutely. yeah, maybe we should have as a little spin-off. Re- re- rename it. Yeah, we can get. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, that is it's, it's it's exciting. It's exciting with him, isn't it? And I'm if he he's not going to do it, but Rob, if you're listening, please do it. Again, I'm sure he is. I'm, I'm convinced of this. I'm sure him and Dan Bigger and the rest are all avid listeners to this pod. So, like I say, I'm not I'm not that excited. Something I just mentioned briefly within there is is that I think Tandy is kind of is rewarding on form down at the Ospreys. Does this squad reward the form players? Within Wales, the Welsh squad. This Welsh squad. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got oh. Alex Cuthbert in there. I'm 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 cheek there. Um, he did by all accounts. I didn't catch the game last week, but he did by all accounts have a good game against Bristol. But yeah, nonetheless, um, Tom James has got to be feeling hard done by here, hasn't he? Yeah, he has got. Yeah, he has. But there, for whatever reason, he is never going to be picked in a Welsh is he ever again? I don't know whether it's attitude or what. Obviously, he's had a he's had a ding dong in the past, hasn't he? With yeah. Gatland, but Gatland's not there. But Howley, you know, they, he was they, present they, on that yeah, tour. Was wasn't pre- it? So yeah. this was what 2008, I think, was the tour. Something around that mark. He, yeah. But they're all. He's know, been picked subsequently. Yeah, but he didn't. You know, he didn't. He got dropped in the immediately after. He didn't finish off that try, and it was. I thought that was really harsh that he got dropped. But it was just instant bank, you know, you, 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 you're gone. Um, I don't think we'll see him in a Welsh shirt again. He has been playing really well. but that, I don't think that sends out a great message, though. No, it doesn't, because just if you're... Well, we said it before, haven't we? If you're playing, if you're playing the top of your game, you have, you have to be picked, irrespective, in my opinion, really, well, to a degree of age. Mm. You know, um, you've got to play, because then you get absolute competition for places. And it'll bring it'll it'll bring everyone else on. If somebody knows that they're not going to get picked, they're, they're naturally not going to perform to the best of their abilities. Yeah, um, I, I, so he must yeah. be so demotivated. He 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 
he, along with probably a lot of the Cardiff Blues boys and a lot of people in Wales, would have thought that he would get picked. There would have been a lot of people also that thought that he probably never would have because it's Tom James and he's you know he's uh, he's had a couple of run-ins yeah. in the past. But I, I don't think the run-ins is part of it. If I'm honest, I think if they didn't want to pick him because of the run-ins, they wouldn't have picked him last Six Nations. Yeah, and they did. They gave him what yeah. two games. But it's probably just one of the, one of it's just an extra little bit, isn't it? it? With, it's probably you know slight slight lack of pace at that level um, to actually fin- to, you yeah. know, to properly finish off. You know, plus that, and then and and it's and it's, and it's gone against him. Um, yeah, I mean that that's the big call for me is yeah. is including Cuthbert over him, and I just think it shows a, a level of of being unjust of having Cuthbert, who's been given numerous opportunities to regain his form in yeah. a Wales shirt. Admittedly, there was lots of injuries, particularly during the World Cup, but he's given numerous occasions to to try and regain his form. And Tom James really seems to be living, you know, kind of being judged by that that uh, game against Scotland where Duncan Taylor's made an outrageous tackle. Should have finished it. I'm sure Tom James would say he'd have finished it, but yeah. don't know. Should have been in there for me. Yeah, can't yeah, can't argue with that. But I um, talking about talking about Alex Cuthbert, it could be. It could, it could be um, a very, very, a very, very clever move by him with uh, with Cuthbert. Now I know I'm laughing, and you're laughing, yeah. but he is an out and out finisher. There's no doubt about that. Confidence is obviously, you know, his confidence has been on the floor. He's probably picked up a fair bit now because he's gone, he's gone well this season mm. um, by being selected, which he, he, I would have said, didn't expect. That's going to lift him again. He's going to be back in that camp. Hopefully, it'll pick him up and. When he when he when he's on his game, he was he was very very good. I know his skill set isn't the finest, yeah, but he's an out and out finish. He scored some unbelievable tries. And That's one area of his game I can't. I've been very critical of Cuthbert, yeah, over the years. But you cannot fault his finishing. No, you can't, and we we don't have out and out finishers. We've got some very good fo- we've got some very good footballers um, that can fit in on the wing, but they don't have that ex- that extra that extra bit of pace mm. that'll get us over the line. He 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 has that. When he's when he's on his A game, yeah, he's got mass. He's got loads of parts that, that don't that don't go right. But I I just wonder whether he's gonna whether he's gonna come with, if he's given the opportunity whether he'll really come good or whether he's in there to build his confidence. If he's if he's that much of a confidence player, which it seems like he is, yeah. we all felt sorry for him, didn't we during the during the World Cup? You, you, but this you, is international rugby, like it's it is. His... But he's still human. You want to, you, yeah, no, no, I yeah. get that, and yeah. and actually, I think a lot of the stick he's had. Has been quite personal and, yeah, and probably quite unfair. Yeah, what he's trying to do is, do his, is do his best. But do your best for the Cardiff Blues. He's had a setback because of injury. Yeah, regain your form while the international players are away. With Tom James away, he's guaranteed some some good quality game time. I mean, he's in the first choice side anyway. Yeah, but let him recover his form playing for Cardiff Blues, not in a red shirt. Yeah, I, I've I've got I've got a good feeling, and I might have to eat my hat here, but I've got a really good feeling he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna impress. Well, I mean, um, yeah, time time will tell. I'm, I really hope he does because otherwise, um, yeah, you're going to uh, you're going to absolutely ridicule me. Well, yeah, and rest assured, I, I will do that. Should that be the case, but look, also, I don't wish the bloke on, any. I don't, I don't <laughs> wish the bloke any harm, right? And if he comes back and and plays well, then you know, it's a I'll be prepared to eat my hat. Yeah, I'm backing him. He's going to go well. We'll see. Another another um, one that raised an eyebrow for me, Scott Andrews. Scott Andrews, yeah, he's for me he's had uh, a better, probably the probably the best the best start, the best season I've seen him I've seen him have so yeah, far. Yeah, probably um, wouldn't disagree with that. 
but I, I yeah, I, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't excite us, does he? They, no. I don't know whether, what maybe they're obviously seeing something in him, um, but I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't I wouldn't have him there to be honest. Um, it seems if you know if we're saying Tom James, they've made their mind up that he isn't international class and he's not going to be picked again. For me, Scott Andrews definitely falls into that category. But again, he had a lot of stick. I remember I was there at the Millennium Stadium when he was booed when he came on by yeah, his own fans. And that's not cool. Yeah, that's, no, that's not right. And you know that that isn't right. But I don't, I don't, I haven't seen enough from him to suggest that that he deserves that place. Now, we've said this before. It is an area where we are massively short. He's yeah. props probably on both sides, but particularly on the tight head. Who would you have in instead of him? For me, I think Paul James can do a job on the tight head. Yeah. He's a damn good loose head. Yeah. He's a hard bastard as well. He is. And he's a proven international competitor. I, as far as I'm aware, he's, he's fit, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, And he, he, always, he always does a job, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't um, think he would let you down even on the tight head. I think Paul James playing on the tight rather than, um, rather than Andrews is, would be the right choice for me. Yeah. Yeah, let, yeah. I just, we just got to we just got to hope, and we we see yeah. they're seeing they're seeing something different. And I'm uh, I'm not a front row I'm not a front row boy. So um, no, 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 nor me. But yeah, I mean that'll be it'd be interesting to see if he does get any uh, get any game time as well. Yeah. Sam Parry, I thought was was one that you mentioned uh, off yeah. air is a little bit unlucky to not make the squad as well. Yeah, Sam Parry for me should definitely be there. Yeah. Um, why on earth isn't he there? I don't know. I mean, again, nothing against Christian Dacey. I think he's. No. He's a really solid, dependable player. A bit different as well, actually. You know, he's not kind of a. Well, he looks different a, with his long hair. He does, yeah. He's like a little mini Hibbard type setup, yeah. I think, Christian Dacey. But he's, you know, he's just he's a bit of a different player, I think. But Sam Parry's been in great form. Yeah. And he's got a huge amount of potential. Yeah. And I think he would benefit from just being in that squad. You know, it's a. I don't even think it's a 50 50 call. I think Sam Parry is definitely. The third yeah. best hooker yeah. that's available for selection. You know, I think you know he's keeping Baldwin out of the side. Yeah. Baldwin, to me, has shown enough at international that he yeah, is definitely. at that level. And then you got Ken Owens as well. I think, yeah, I think you, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. He would have been, yeah, he would have benefited massively just from being around that squad. We know that it's going to be, it's going to be um, Owens and uh, and Baldwin. You know. Being being mainly involved, but we're going to pick up injuries as well. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. So he might, he might, end, he might get, he might end up getting a call up. But yeah, it'd be lovely to see him there from the off. And again, it would have given him that lift, wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's those, it's those calls. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a, it's an outrageous squad. But at the same time, I think he could have done himself a few PR favors, Rob Haley, just yeah. by making a couple of those, a couple of those alterations, and it would have made it appear like it was a much more exciting squad. Well, he's gone with, he's gone with. He's gone with a lot of players that he that he knows, mm. isn't he? Because yeah. you know he he will he'll know um, you know Scott Andrews. Yeah. Um, he'll know Daisy. He'll know them, and there is there is. Well, he'll know Cuthbert more than and more Cuthbert, than any of those players. He'll yeah. know Cuthbert very well. Yeah, and there is there's a lot to be said for that as well because he is he's the main guy. He's out there, and you know just knowing them, knowing their personalities, knowing that, knowing how 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 everyone's going to gel. Maybe you know we've got we've got to back him that he knows and he's got, and he's got a plan. Yeah, again, I don't want to have a massive downer on Rob Haley. Like I say, I've not been blown away with with his, you know, with his coaching to this point. I hope he proves me wrong, but I do think there was a, a few, an opportunity there to pick a to pick a squad which would have kind of done himself a bit of a few favours with 
with the Welsh public? Yeah, I think it would have picked, it would have done favours to the Welsh public, but not it, it. It wouldn't have been, in my opinion, it wouldn't have been the right the right thing to have done because he is. Are we in dreamland again? Are we sat here saying, "Oh well"? Well, you've, no. yeah, you've taken over that that dreamland for me at the moment. Now I'm being very pragmatic. I think, but he, if 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 we're, if we're at, you know, sorry, where's where's Hook in your Hook's in that squad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Hook and that's he is. He is at twelve. No? <laughs> he's moved from ten. Um, yeah, if if you know, if we're around the table here, we'd 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 have you know your Hookies, your yeah. you know your, your your Matthew Morgans. But when when you're in that position, yeah. And you're making those you're making those calls. For me, you're going to go with this team, um, this squad. Sorry. Yeah. Probably, uh, you know, Sam Parry for me should be in there, like we said, and um, you know, Paul James prob- probably would be there as well. Mm-hmm. So he's made, you know, and uh, and then you know you could you could argue with you could argue with Cuthbert. I actually I'm obviously backing him, but yeah. somebody like Eli, you know, Eli Walker, Walker who's, yeah. who's, who's an out and out, but he's gone with Cuthbert. He knows him. And he, he he obviously believes in him, doesn't he? he believes he's gonna he believes he's gonna come good, otherwise he wouldn't be there. Well, every every head coach has their has their favourites, right? Yeah, they and do. Cuthbert obviously falls into that category. Yeah. And not, you know, if if you're talking about him on reputation, he has done some great things for Wales in a in a you know in a red shirt. So I kind of I think that that's uh, the yeah that you can kind of argue why he is his favourite. Another player in that mould, and again, you know, arguably. In my opinion, the best player that Wales have at the moment is Toby Falatau, but he's injured and he's in that squad. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's, a pe- it's slightly peculiar mm. that he's in the squad. I know they've meant, you know, Howdy's mentioned that he's in there because um, it's just going to be vital to have him around, you know, around the team, I, 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 and just sort of in that environment. I, 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 I don't quite get that. Yeah. Um, if he's not, if he's not going to be fit, he is superhuman. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, he is Toby Falatau, <laughs> so um, he'll probably come through. He'll, he'll, probably, he'll probably be fine. I mean, we have seen it as well. You know, you can't you can't yeah. fault the Welsh uh, medical setup. You know, we saw with Dan Lydia in the yeah. the eleven World Cup, kind of coming back from yeah. an injury that probably should have kept him out. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe will fit. To me, it kind of highlights a lack of depth at eight. Well, yeah, with, with that, with that desperate for him to be that we we can't, mm. you know. If 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 he was uh, if he was if he was English, um, I don't think he'd be there. He's not in there, is he? No. You know, and um, and they've got that luxury, haven't they? Um, at the same time, he is he is for me the best aid. Yeah, oh, undoubtedly, um, and he's and even if so, maybe if even if he was in the English setup, he would he would they would actually they would actually keep yeah. him there. Um, yeah, we haven't got an op- we haven't we haven't got an option of we when we if, when we look at what the back row balance is going to be, um, you you you, you keep on coming back to him. Because yeah. there's because there's weaknesses with other eight, so we're going to be playing someone that isn't there. You know, people are saying War, you know, Warburton, pop, you know, pop him in there. King, you know, um, yeah. I, do you know what? Out of all of them, I wouldn't mind seeing Warburton have a crack at it. Yeah. I think he could do a job at eight. Yeah, well, I think yeah, depending on who we play against, against yeah. Australia, I think obviously their uh, their their back row. Yeah, you know, it would be it probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, you know, King talked about obviously Moriarty's looking like he's not going to be there, but we've yeah. we've got we've got people that we're scrabbling around, aren't we? We're clutching at things. We haven't got out and out. He's playing eight consistently. He's in. It's sort of we're, make, we're, we're putting good players into other positions. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. It doesn't look like. I mean there isn't any other real viable options. They're calling you up now, are they? Oh, I'm really more of a converted second row. Yeah. I mean I've lost a little bit of timber, but uh, I don't think that's going to be enough. I think you know I'm I'm the wrong side of thirty now. 
I think the day genuinely my brother said this to me once and it was it was his birthday and he looked at me and he said oh Jed I'm never going to get caught up for Wales he'd had one too many shandies but <laughs> I think it was, a, it was a moment of actual resignation then yeah. but yeah again Ben if you're listening you know he's 42 now maybe this is maybe this is that chance to, to pull on to pull on the jersey just once Bring for three in. minutes against Japan <laughs> <laughs> that side, I mean, I hope, yeah. Hopefully, we're not we're not as desperate as calling up my brother, yeah. but um, but yeah, I mean, time will tell with this. It's uh, it's only a, a few weeks away, as we said, and and you know, we get to to get excited about uh, about international rugby again. Back on the the kind of the the club scene, we got some European fixtures this weekend. Now, again, this is something that uh, that we've spoken about in the first half with uh, a kind of at great length. We'll start at the. Um, the top tier of, of European rugby and the sole Welsh representatives the Scarlets are away at Saracens Christ. any chance there? You wouldn't want to be in that Scarlets team would you? Uh, that's going to be uh, too too big a challenge I think Yeah I'm, I'm inclined to agree I mean they have won 4-4 four four, though the Scarlets Yeah they're going to be feeling good aren't they? But it's against Saracens Yeah it is it all, isn't it? Yeah I think the Sar- Saracens are the Saracens I don't know why I said yeah. the Saracens I don't know whether they should I should look at that. Maybe it sounds a bit cooler. The Saracens re- rebranding everything. Yeah, I know that's the Parker Pen. <laughs> Parker Pen presents the yeah. Saracens, um, but I think they're uh, they're like the All Blacks of European yeah. rugby for me. Yeah. They're playing a different yeah. sport. Have they got a, have they got a couple of quid? It's the Saracens. Yeah. Well, they have got a couple of quid. But one thing I will say is that they have got, you know, Maratoje is is a player there who's you know wasn't it isn't it an expensive overseas signing. George Cruz alongside him is uh, is likewise, you know, a player who has been there and has improved at the club. I think they've built a really good team dynamic. You know, Chris Wiles was playing mm. in Nottingham or somewhere, I think, yeah. you know, and he's, he's a very important player to them. Yeah. Yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, they've, yeah. Got, a, they've got a nice balance, haven't they? They have. I mean, there's still some incredible signings yeah. within there. But, you know, I think I think they're they're going to be too strong for the Scarlets for me. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, fair play for, for bouncing back from, all, you know, all the criticism that they've taken in recent yeah. weeks and... To win four in four, yeah. you've got to you've got to beat what's in front of you. Yeah, haven't been very convincing doing it, but I do think that's going to be a step too far for um, for the West Walians. We're going going off piece a little bit here, just talking about Maritoji. I was listening to um, Paul O'Connell, a Paul yeah. O'Connell podcast the other day. I don't know whether you, you, you caught it, and he was talking about his old his old days, you know, young Munster um, playing in Limerick, and how how just how hard it was, like hard rugby, you know, old yeah, old yeah. school. With um, you know, with the claw, Peter Closey, yeah. and um, he talks in there that he's playing in one of the games, and um, the claw sort of gives him a little nod and says, you know, I, I you know, I basically I saw that. Well done, and he said he, he just felt brilliant. Yeah. He, he'd given someone a, a boot off the ball. And he said for ten minutes after that, he was just wandering, you know, going around the pitch, basically trying to trying to get another shot in. Then got Simbi and was thinking, what on earth am I doing? But he, um, he said that was the game then. You, ha- you had to look out for yourself. Someone was dark arts, in. yeah. Yeah, but obviously he said really interestingly, and you know that, that's not around now. There's, mm. there's, no, there's no violence in the game really. It's hard, but there's no violence. And it's a big, big change. He said someone like Marito, which he's probably never had, you know, wouldn't have had those experiences that he's had, and rightly so. Mm. He said it's not a bad thing. But you could also tell when he was talking, Paul O'Connor, that he loved that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he absolutely loved that. And, I don't, and he... And he you know, the interviewer picked up on it and said, "Look, you, you sound as if you probably you wouldn't have changed that." And he said, "You know, no, 
But yeah, I like, I like that kind of honesty. It's good. Yeah, it, you was, know? Yeah, it, it was great. And you just think, you know, would how how different would it be for you know because he's a he's an um, he's an unbelievable player, an unbelievable athlete, isn't he? There's been quite a lot of quite a lot of amazing athletes, but they've you know they someone someone got one over on them and got into their mm. head, or you know an enforcer's come on and taken one out. And you know you go back, you know go back, um, you know fifteen twenty years and 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 and, and further beyond that. You'd have people that would basically be in the side. Yeah, they were good players, but they would be to rough them up, yeah. to, to take people out. Again, um, yeah, I remember hearing similar stories you know, about uh, about the the unbeaten Lions tour. Yeah. Again, Willie John McBride talking about some of the players they picked in the squad to protect the likes of Phil Bennett. Yeah. And you know, Bobby Windsor relishing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, relishing in the and you can imagine how hard that tour was. Yeah, imagine play, yeah. With uh, yeah. with home referees yeah. as well turning a blind yeah. eye. People literally trying to kill you. No, no, uh, no cameras. Obviously, yeah, all the refs completely, com- you know, completely uh, giving everything to the other side, and still, you know, still winning. It's, Maybe, it's yeah. just it's just astonishing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't think um, that's going to be a, a a plan B for the Scarlets yeah. at the weekend to no, turn up. But I got off it. But I just thought it was it was <laughs> it was it was great to pop in. <laughs> Um, elsewhere this weekend we have um, the European Rugby Champion oh god the European Rugby Challenge Cup yeah and as we said three Welsh regions part of that this season Blues at home to Poe Blues got off to a winning start last week Poe lost narrowly who's going to come out on top in that one Blues will win that for me yeah likewise I think yeah comfortably as well yeah Uh, Leon Ospreys uh, visit there away Ospreys I think they'll win that comfortably. Yeah, again, I think the, I don't think the, I don't think the French sides. I mean, Leon did win last week, to be fair, but again, it's a very difficult. It's difficult to see the French sides taking it too seriously. Maybe at home it might be slightly different, but yeah. again, for me, I fancy the Ospreys to turn up and and do a job there. Yeah. And then the the amazing away trip that the Dragons have got that I think uh, the the travelling dragon supporters started about a week ago you're going aren't you yeah you're going to nip over there in the uh, the, uh, the, pr- the, private, the private jet <laughs> yeah I mean that's a hell of a schlep isn't it yeah. to play uh, NSA it just looks peculiar on paper even doesn't it it just does look, yeah just, just looking at it I, on my crib um, sheet I've written it phonetically so I've written the letters NSA <laughs> in order to make sure I don't mispronounce it which is not meant to be disrespectful that's, that's something to I would do yeah. <laughs> which is not meant to be disrespectful no, but it's Possibly not the glamour tie, is it? That one. No, you would not. You'd not want to be going over there. Um, it's be, a lose lose for the dragons, isn't it? Yeah, be a, be a tough game, chilly game. Yeah. Um, Kingsley obviously knows them inside out. That's true. He? Yeah. I for Newport, I think they win that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I do think the dragons will get a will get a win there. But just with his inside, just with his inside. Uh, I can his see inside it, knowledge yeah. as well. I, I can see it being a being a a bit of a dull affair that one. Yeah, as um, long as as long as the. Uh, as long as the uh, the Newport Gwent Dragons you know survive the actual uh, trek over there, well, yeah, and like you say, don't right. don't come back with, you know, it doesn't take too much yeah. out of them, and they come back with but flu they, in the they flu jabs. Oh, you'd better hope so, yeah. But yeah, sixty sixty grand trip for that nice one. Thank you very much. But yeah, again, I can't. I can only see. Uh, I can only see there being one one winner in that. Yeah. I, I do. I do think it'll be laboured, but I do think the Dragons will will get the win there. Yeah. Just to finish, then a bit of a bit of a recruitment update. So a few uh, transfer comings and goings, and contract extensions and whatnot. A guy we've mentioned a couple of weeks on the podcast, Thomas Williams at Cardiff Blues, signed a contract extension there. Good news for Blues fans. Yeah, great news. Deserved it, didn't he? Looks really, mm. really sharp. 
Um, and he's one to watch, isn't he? Yeah, and he's one made... for the future. Um, and obviously, ta- we've got Tavis Noel now, haven't we? Uh, departing, gone over, gone over to the Dragons. Well, Tavis has gone the other way, yeah. I was a bit of a... Again, I probably should be a bit more excited about Tavis Noel joining the, joining the Dragons, but it seems like the... I mentioned this on Twitter in the week. It seems that the Dragons are kind of are using Cardiff reserves as their as their feeder team at the moment. There's a huge number of players have gone from have made that short trip. Probably should be a bit more excited about Tavis Noel, but I don't know. He's he's he's, he's, f- he's failed to fulfil his potential really, hasn't he? He's a yeah, he has. he's a gifted player. Yeah, he's, he's you know he's he's a good player, isn't he? he offers something different at scrum half to. Um some of the some of the chaps that are there at the moment. Mm. He's still young, so Ish, yeah, is he? Right. Ish, yeah, yeah. He's not he's, he's not old, so yeah. Hopefully he'll uh, hopefully he'll come good. Yeah, and completes the. And good luck to him. Really. Yeah, no, absolutely. Best of luck, and and I don't know who knows. Maybe it is that that move that actually it's gonna it's gonna click for yeah. him because he's yeah. he's played for all the regions yeah. now and Gloucester and yeah. hasn't really kind of settled at any of them other than some early promise at the yeah, Scarlets. So. Around, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know, but best of luck to him and, and hopefully he can he can pull something out of the bag. And another one is is Nicky Thomas moving back to Wales. What do you make of that one? Yeah, I think that's that's quite exciting. He's mm. um he's a good, 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 good young tight head, isn't he? Um impressed at under twenties. Um strong scrummager. He's gonna get a fair bit of game time at the Scarlets with um you think so, wouldn't you? Because Samson's going to be either part of the yeah. the international setup, or he's had a fair share of injuries as well. Yeah, he, he looks. He's, he's he's going to pick up injuries, isn't he? He's just that. Yeah. He's, he's that type of chap. Um, so yeah, it'd be that's a, that's a that's a good that's a good sign. I Scarlet. think that's so a good sign for Scarlets. And I do think as a young as a young scrummager, he's going to pick up a few tips from from Peter Meat Edwards and the likes, isn't he? Yeah, he'll pick up a few bits from him. Pick up a few bits from from Samson, and yeah. hopefully they'll pick up some. Uh, uh, some of his some of his uh, tricks as well. Again, even yeah. though even though he's even though he's younger than the boys. So yeah, best of uh, best of luck to him. I think that's a that's a good bit of business for the Scarlets, and I think he'll uh, he'll strengthen the squad for them. So again, just to just to remind you again, big thanks to to you for downloading this podcast. And again, this is we're in our early days, so it's going to be one of those things that uh, through word of mouth we can hopefully start to build a, a bigger a bigger listenership. So tell your mates who are going to be interested. Tell your mates who aren't going to be interested, give us a retweet on Twitter, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com, and leave us a review on iTunes as well. It'd be a good thing. So that's his third third try of the season now, isn't it? And, uh... Yeah, and then yeah, the the setup for um the setup for the other try for Northampton as well was was possibly even um even better. Yeah, I'm sure Rory because uh, it's Rory Hutchinson's debut, wasn't it that day? I'm sure he was uh, said said a big thank you to George for that yeah, one. Yeah, buy him a beer or a protein shake or whatever it is that uh, that George goes in for um, <laughs> another player uh, another kind of Welsh exile playing in the backs which is slightly a, a strange one um, Ali Brew made his debut or his debut start for Bath in a in a what was it looked to be a pretty dismal game um, that's a bit of a strange one isn't it a guy kind of can't get a start for the, the Dragons ends up playing at a club who you can pretty much have their their pick of yeah, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's really it's quite peculiar, isn't it? Um, I guess what, what what I think you see quite a lot of the English clubs do is if you get somebody that can that can do one thing very very well, then they'll 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 find a place for them. Yeah, and he's got he's got a he's got a certain skill set that is arguably right up there 
in terms of what he what he does, he probably does he does very very well, doesn't he? That's where coming back to Jack Dixon, maybe he he could he could possibly be picked up by some of the English clubs mm. because he's very very he's very very direct, isn't he? And he defends well. Yeah, he's um, he reminds me of a of a Jamie Roberts kind of mould of of centre. Uh, I think he's strong, he's powerful. Like you say, his his defence is is good for a, a guy with that level of experience. Yeah, and again, that's gonna that's only gonna excite excite uh, would be suitors either in Wales or in in England. Yeah, there probably there will be a few people I think keeping a very close eye on him, and that's. Yeah, England can because they've got so much quality in the you know in every in every position they can pick people that are you know we sometimes say oh well you know someone who can just run over someone maybe their ball skills aren't aren't, aren't quite that strong yeah. but he he would just slot in and do a really good job wouldn't he in, in, in a number of these teams he would but yeah I'd um, yeah, yeah a bit of a fun yeah I'd rather see I'd rather see you know I'd rather see him stick around with the Dragons and, and hopefully he'll uh, be able to do that another one slightly uh, you know we kind of talked about the back row. Um, for Wales and kind of being a an area, particularly at seven, where mm-hmm. we've got uh, a kind of relative embarrassment of riches. Number eight is an area which is potentially not so much. Um, with Toby injured, there's rumours this week that uh, that the Welsh camp were having a look at Guy Thompson, yeah. the Wasps number eight. Have you seen much of him play? I haven't seen I haven't seen too much of him play. No, and um, for me, we we spoke about it didn't we before we came on that. He kind of Moriarty. Moriarty for me would get the would get the should get the nod at, at yeah. eight. Um, he's so much passion. He's quick. He's dynamic, and he and he and he has played. He's played a lot of games at eight, hasn't he? Yeah, not an international level, but I just think he's. I think I'm he's ready for it though. Yeah, I yeah I do as well. And and, uh, and again, he's a player who started the season. Yeah, who started the season well, uh, and I think he's uh, he would definitely be my choice for yeah for eight definitely. In the case that Toby's uh, in the case that Toby's not fit, it's probably worth looking at. We don't have well eights. We're really struggling for so. You know, I think we should look at look at Guy Thompson. Um, but again, it comes down it, to me how much he you know how much he wants to to play. There was there was a lot of chat that maybe he would make the England squad. I don't really want to be picking him up because he doesn't want to you know because he can't get in the England side. Mm. I think you've got to want players who want to play for Wales. Yeah, definitely. Has he? Has he said? Has he? Has anyone? I don't. Yeah, I don't know what his. Um, I don't know what his uh, his views on this are. Yeah. One thing I did spot is the aforementioned Paul Turner follows him on Twitter. So I don't know. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, maybe Paul will be having a chat with him at some point as well. <laughs> right then, I guess it's uh, it just remains for us to have a look ahead to this weekend's uh, what the uh, the Pro Twelve are calling the the one the first one of their big weekends. Um, and what that means is Welsh derby time. So the uh, the pick of the games, I guess, is Ospreys versus Blues this Friday. How do you see that playing out? For me, Ospreys, I think, will will be too strong for um, for the Blues. Um, I think a lot depends on the weather. If it's um, if it's wet, the Ospreys could could potentially win that by by ten to fifteen. Um, I just think the Ospreys pack will be too much. Will be too much for the Blues. Uh, Blues, Blues go well on the uh, on on their artificial pitch there. But if it's wet, I think it'll be a it'll be a, it'll be a different game. And there, it was set on scrum five, wasn't it? But the the second rows for the Blues playing two back row boys and Macaulay Cook and yeah, um, it was Macaulay Cook and um, Josh, Turnbull. Josh Turnbull. Yeah, they get up against you know Alan Wynne Jones and, uh, and 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 the grunt of Bradley. Yeah, 
I, I think they, I think that was probably one of the most impressive things, as we said earlier. The Ospreys bouncing back from a disappointing defeat against Leinster, and the way that their their pack went. Yeah, I, I suppose think, yeah, the uh, Blues will be looking at that the way that they were completely taken apart by Leinster and saying, well, they're you know they yeah. they can't. They can't it, de- it depends which Ospreys pack turns to, up. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I think uh, yeah, I think you're right. If uh, if it is a, a wet night in Swansea and and they really turn on the grunts up front, it could be a struggle for the Blues. I suppose on the other hand. Blues could really look to try and dictate the the pace of the game. Yeah, they yeah, they could. I'm I'm really really excited for that one on on Friday. As I'm sure everyone is, um, and it's going to be great to see to see how um, how the halfbacks go, the pairings yeah. there up against each other. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, another kind of mouthwatering battle, really, isn't it? I think uh, you know Reese Webb for me is since coming back from his injury has looked potentially yeah. even better than he did beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that's happened. But, yeah, uh, but he's um, he's going really, really well. I think the Blues have got two great nines in yeah. uh, in in Lloyd Williams and Thomas Williams, both both going well. I think whoever they they start out of that uh, should um, should do a job for them. Yeah, it's a good combo, isn't it? Playing Lloyd and then bringing on Thomas or or vice versa. Yeah, who uh, who starts for the Ospreys at ten? Dan Bigger. Yeah, yeah, Dan Bigger. Yeah, um, obviously we mentioned. You know, we're all big fans of Sam Davis, aren't we? But the way um, the way Bigger played last last week was was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it playing, looks like um, it's, it looks like it's his shirt, isn't it? Yeah, playing very flat, he looked good. I just can't wait to see the, the, the those two those two playing against each other in Anscombe and Bigger. Yeah, um, we should we should mention Anscombe as well, actually. Uh, again, I think I kind of probably alluded to it on last week's pod that uh, you know I've never been the biggest Anscombe. The biggest Anscombe fan. You are now, though, aren't you? Well, <laughs> I, I tell you what, he had a, that that try. He showed some serious wheels, yeah. uh, and he seems to be getting the backs the backs ticking. Yeah, he gets some firing, doesn't he? I, I, could any could any other ten have scored that try? Any other Welsh? Any other yeah. Welsh tens? Yeah, probably not. No, not Sam Davis. Possibly. It's just the, it's just the out and out pace. Yeah, that he's got, pace. Isn't it? Yeah, um, I think. Uh, yeah, and and a great spot, but. Some really good turnover work as well from uh, from Ellis Jenkins. I think it was Nick Williams with him as well to, yeah, to free that ball up. But we're often, you know, having a go at, at Welsh backs for not playing what's in front of them. Yeah, and you certainly couldn't argue that there. Yeah, he looked up, didn't he? Little dummy kick, and then fade and went, and it was yeah, it was really great to see. He'll um, to come, coming on to the sort of or just switching to the to the Welsh setup. It'll be it's going to be really interesting to have potentially Lloyd. And uh, and Anscombe in the you know in the squad on the bench, and then starting with um, with recent um, with recent bigger, because yeah. then we can change you know we can change the way the way we play because they're they they all they all play very very differently, don't they? Yeah, um, they do. But I think the player who plays differently again and has probably got a bigger impact from the bench would be Gareth Davis for me. I think yeah. he's he Different. does offer that. Not that Reese Webb doesn't offer a try threat because he's yeah. about as dangerous as. As a nine, as you'll you'll find, but I do think as a game breaks up a bit and there's a few tired legs out there, and there's a, plenty more commentary cliches I could throw in yeah. there. But I think Gareth Davis is a player you kind of want on the pitch with a with a good fifteen minutes to go because he can do something and and cause you know if there's a bit of space in front of him he'll cause yeah, he's some electric, damage. Isn't he? Difficult to stop, powerful. I just think that Lloyd, almost every time Lloyd's played for Wales, he's really picked up the tempo, hmm. and it and it sort of goes. They they work very for me they work very very he works very very well with Anscombe, um, and I can just see that that pairing just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Well, I think we'll um, um, I think we'll find out 
certainly after yeah. uh, after Friday night. I think that's a good opportunity for uh, for both of them to to lay down a massive marker and to get the uh, to get the nod from from Rob Howley when he uh, when he names his squad. And then Saturday sees uh, Scarlets versus the Dragons, so the the two kind of struggling regions mm-hmm. really. How do you see that one panning out? I think the Scarlets that they'll pick up their third win. Um, I just can't see them. I can't see them losing to the Dragons. Unfortunately, I'd love the Dragons to get a win there. I really would. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, I think everyone wants the Dragons to uh, to get a to get a win, but the Os- the, um, the Scarlets just have too much quality, um, and it'll shine through. Yeah, I uh, I have to say I'm inclined Sadly. to I'm inclined to agree. I think it's going to take a massive effort from from the Dragons to to get close in that one. I think as as kind of stuttering as the Scarlets have been so far, that's going to be a fixture off the back of two wins that they're going to look at and target as yeah as a win for them. And I, I think uh, I think anything less than a win and a good win and and the pressure's right back on Wayne Pivot. Yeah, yeah, it could be a real turning point for them, couldn't it? Winning three games and then they'll you know. They'll pick up and just push on from there. So, yeah, I I, I can't see him losing. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how both both sets of backs go. Like we're saying, you know, neither front five has been particularly impressive so far this year. So it might actually be one where I don't, you know, there's not necessarily going to be a huge uh, mm. a huge mismatch up front, which could mean some decent ball yeah, for the some backs. Good, yeah, some good some good running rugby hopefully on display yeah. from 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 both sides. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hope so. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the attacking scrum, Dan. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again. Thank you. And as always, we would love to hear from you as well. So tweet us at attacking scrum, give us a like, facebook.com slash attacking scrum, and leave us a review on iTunes uh, and or Acast. Good or bad, pref- preferably good. If you don't like it, then you can you can always give us a a bit of stick on Twitter, which is the preferred platform for trolling but that's it for uh, that's it for this week and uh, we'll see you again next time thanks and just to finish even though this is a, a podcast where we concentrate on on Welsh rugby it would be very much remiss of us to to overlook what has undoubtedly been the biggest story of the week and and certainly the saddest, and that's the the very sad passing of Anthony Foley, aged just 42. Tremendous player for Ireland, for Munster. Remembering, you know, remembering actually kind of being one of those players who you never looked forward to to seeing playing against Wales because you knew he was a gnarly forward and streetwise and actually had a very good rugby brain on him as well. I think, you know, Anthony Foley's an absolutely terrific player and a brilliant leader as well. You know, we saw Munster a number of times have good runs in Europe and and kind of stumble when it got to the to the business end of the tournament. But he was actually captain on that on that fateful day in two thousand six when they won in Cardiff and and lifted the the Heineken Cup for the first time. You know, and that's a that's a side that had Paul O'Connell in it. So you know, uh, I think that's that's kind of testament to the the kind of leader he was. And then post uh, post playing days, you know, to go and be a, a fantastic coach as well, and and a head coach at uh, head coach at Munster. You know, it's just a, a very very sad situation. But certainly, anyone who's a fan of rugby can look back and and say that uh, and say that watching Anthony Foley was was a, a tremendous kind of privilege and a real kind of old school warrior and a great rugby player 
but ultimately it's a as a human element it's incredibly sad to lose a guy so young and a, a father or two as well and I tell you one thing it is without that going to be an electric atmosphere if uh, if that monster game goes ahead and I think it would be a, a very fitting tribute if they can if they can get the win there so for uh, for for one weekend only I think there's going to be an awful lot of neutrals who are honorary Munstermen for the day and and the best of luck to them. Thank <laughs> you.